You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 297. It'll be Centurion's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by executive video audio producer, engineer, cable whisperer, Mr. Zachary Burcham. I am none of these things. And my forever co-host, Mr. Dakota Davis. What do we have planned today? Today's episode features Mr. Ben Ham. Ben is the owner of the Press Co- Coffee Company here in Newcastle, Indiana, a new coffee shop that we have. Uh, we're going to be talking to Ben about how he got into the coffee business, how much he loves coffee, what his favorite drink is, and uh, then at the very end of the show, he's going to tell us what we can expect from the press in the near future and the far future. So make sure you stick around until the very end of the show. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully always learn something new. I think there's been a miracle, Dakota Davis. I don't hear the act of construction outside the door nearly I like I did during Patreon. I think they've shut it down. And hopefully the viewers can actually hear us this week. We'll see. We'll find out. Oh, they'll, they, they'll, they'll angrily tell us yes, here in a second. It, those Bob the Builder noises were a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they were. I want to send Zach out there with a microphone just to see if he can get an interview. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for that. Just open the door and Going say, "Hey, noble. we got an extra seat in here and some beer." They're out there with a um, I'm you. They're out there with a a roller. It's going to look like Whom Frame Roger Rabbit with you getting run over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, I wasn't even treated sure. like a I, tune. You talk, we talked about the thing earlier, and that brought up the thought of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I was like, I wonder if Dakota even knows about Who Framed uh, Roger. Rabbit. I, I know about Roger Rabbit. Have yeah. you exposed your enough. young child to it yet? No, no, I haven't. That's not one that's. Is it too dark for list. him already? I don't know what's what's the appropriate age. When you you would think it would be younger, but you've got to thread a needle because some stuff's going to go over their head, right? Know, and you don't want them, you know, lusting after Jessica Rabbit too hard. So I don't know what the right age yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say do, do it before he understands Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> I saw a movie the other weekend that was a kids' movie, and it had a, an incredibly dark. Uh, but the character itself was Up. not dark. No, I went, I saw the Mario movie, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and there is a character in it that just everything they say is so dark and so depressing. And I was just like, at the end of it, I was like, they never had that character like turn to something like the, one of the quotes from this character, which is, I think a famous quote from something else is, there's no, there's no, no such thing as hope, only the sweet relief that death provides. 
That is pretty dark. That's, that's really a, dark. Yeah. And are you was, running for mayor of a small town in Indiana? And no. <laughs> in that in that <laughs> that character <laughs> that character was never said anything more positive than that. Look, looking at you, Muncie. Uh, uh, <laughs> they should I, just put their town hall with their jail uh, along those lines we talked a little bit about how I love the video game Skyrim uh, in Patreon uh, when Jackson was a baby baby and I was on nap duty I would just play Skyrim while he was sat on the bed and went to sleep next to me and worked out really good and then like as he got older and was like able to see it I did download a mod that took away the blood in it. So, like, you're you're hitting people. If you're slashing someone with a sword, there's not a next, you know, blood squirting out. Because I was like, that's not appropriate. And uh, if you're burning someone with magic, then they're not, you're not, like, charring their skin or anything on the screen. It's all very, like, very PG now. It's like you're still hitting them. There's no blood, and then they just kind of just fall over. They don't even make like a death noise anymore. Like a, Ugh. this is going to be a shiny object episode. Do you so, what, do you have a Bob the Builder uh, band aid on your finger? What is uh, that? Red semi trucks. Red semi trucks. Yeah, I grabbed my a spring, putting together a trampoline this afternoon. Snagged me, pretty good. Uh, but anyway, hurt. Uh, so now uh, he's kind of he'll ask me to play the bad guy game because it's like if. I'm playing it. Then he's like, "Those like, daddy's knocking out the bad guys." Because I told him we're just knocking them out. We're not killing them. We're just knocking them out. But then if we play fight, he starts. He'll hold up his hand like he's got flames in his hand, and he goes, (laughs) (laughs) "Just knocking funniest things." Yeah, just knocking them out. That's all it is. Yep. So some kids. Uh, punch or use finger guns and my kids out here using <laughs> his virtual flamethrower flames. <laughs> well, Magic. if you want to hear about Dakota's <laughs> Skyrim excitement, you can join Patreon at any level. However, if you join at $50 or more a month, Dakota, what happens? $50 or more a month at patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. You get a shout out at the front of every episode. And those folks are Miss Christy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne, our favorite Norwex dealer, Mr. Jonathan Phillips, uh, Andy Morbuke, GMC, also a candidate for city council in He's Newcastle. looking for people to go walking for him. Looking for people to on walk, looking for people to buy t-shirts. Many opportunities to support Mr. Phillips. And then we also have Mr. Anthony Meyer, who uh, is driving one of the trucks that I have on my Band-Aid. Uh, keeping the country running. Did he mail you some, uh, goods. Did he mail you some Band-Aids? We have a big box of uh, Tonka truck Band-Aids at home. I'm a grown man with no children in the house, and I'm pretty sure we had some SpongeBob Band-Aids, and I don't know where they came from. Maybe from when my wife, my wife taught third grade. That's what I have to tell myself, because otherwise I have no way to explain it away. <laughs> I See, it was either these or Buzz Lightyear. And the Lightyear ones are pretty small, so I didn't know if they'd work. Zach, have you ever found yourself running around with cartoon Band-Aids? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Usually Spider-Man. Paw Patrol or Mickey Mouse. Does this happen in your house, Ben? Oh, yeah. Spider-Man is the All right. yeah. main one. Right. Part of the deal. variety, though. I have no children in the house, so they're just standard, you know, band aids. Yeah, we have some standard, but we have kids ones too. Yeah, you just take whatever's available. I'm such an idiot that I'll hurt myself and just not put a band aid on. I'll just, you know, deal with it. Oh yeah, I've got yeah. I'm bleeding all the those, time. But this one got gnarly. 
Well, for kids, you don't have to be hurt to get a Band-Aid, though. Right, right. They're, yeah. They have a bellyache, so you put a Band-Aid on their tongue. Peak, like, peak COVID better. was when I got my COVID shot, and they said, you didn't bleed, you don't even get a Band-Aid, sir. That was wow. that was the ultimate uh, vaccination, band lack of Band-Aids. Um, all right, we are totally Very lost. tough. Uh, you want to sell some merch? Uh, merchandise. Send an email to Dakota at bosshogofliberty.com or Jeremiah at bosshogofliberty.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the website, bosshogofliberty.com. So, any of those options. Only boomers. Only boomers are allowed to leave voicemails. <laughs> That's it. Otherwise, yeah. text us. They'll probably figure out some way to leave a voicemail on the email. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up to that this morning, actually, from, from work. Somebody mm-hmm. forwarding me a two-day-old voicemail that was time-sensitive via email. Very good. It came in overnight. It was spectacular. That's actually a thing now, though, is people will text each other back and forth voice notes. Yeah. And they talk about like the that. irony of now using your phone to record something and then texting it to somebody instead of just calling them. I don't like that. People do that, and it's very irritating because then you have to try to follow what they're saying and then respond to it also. And then it's like, do I respond to it in a voice text or do I respond to it in a text and they think I'm rude? It's too much. Just, just go stand out in the wind text. and do it so you can barely hear you. All right. Let's 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 get to Ben. <sighs> Sorry, because ben. I have, Sorry, I have so ben. many. It leads me to coffee shop questions. So this all this this young millennial stuff and people, you know, people being on their on their Apple products. I, it makes me think of coffee shops. So, Ben, you have opened up the press yep. just a couple blocks away from here. Yeah. We're like Race Street neighbors almost. Yeah. The old Courier Times building. The old Courier Times building. They're, well, they're still there also. <laughs> yeah. You're just slowly pushing them out. <laughs> no, they got they got their nice little spot in the building, but Do they let you in their side? Uh yes, whenever they have an issue or anything like that, they'll, okay. they'll bring me over. Sometimes I do some of the, some building stuff because my dad's an owner of the building also. So right. that's a whole nother So you you, you know, find yourself being the plumber for the Courier Times now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, luckily, haven't had to do that yet. All but right, well, other other similar things, yes. Well, very good. I've been on the roof a few times. It is that's there are some uh, maybe someday everybody's going to get to go on the roof of there. Is that? Oh is well, that, that, that was that an original. Rumor? That was a pretty early rendering. I think uh, it, it's uh, you know that would be an awesome thing to do in the future. But hope I think spring, there's got to be springs eternal. I think somebody's got to got to be able to pay for a reason to to build that out up there. Yep, it'd be I, pretty sweet though. I understand. All right, so tell us. Tell us about the coffee shop, what it's all about, what uh, what you guys are accomplishing with it, and then we'll we'll go from there. Yeah. So the coffee shop. So I uh, I was an engineer before this. Uh, so sat in front of a computer screen all day. There were cert- certain days where I never saw daylight because I was just staring at my screen. Pull but, your mic over towards your feet. Oh, it's directional. Like, yep. Yeah, you're good. Okay, right there, like yep. that. Lovely. Move it as much as all you right. want. Yep. Whatever's comfortable, but just make sure you're talking into it. Straight. Sound, into it. Sounds good. <laughs> But if you oh, talk straight in, yeah, yeah. Oh, right there. Yeah, it's like directional. That? Exactly. Ah, I see. I see. So, um, and then my wife's uh, been edu- in education her whole career, too. So we both had our careers with that. But uh, my dad bought the Courier Times building with Kyle York. Um, let's see, it was a little over a year ago. And he g- was giving us a tour um, last January and was just kind of offhand was like, man, it'd be awesome if someone put a coffee shop in this part of the building. And my wife and I were just kind of talking on the way home and kind of went from there. So, and it was spoken into existence. Yes. So she, she really, she had the, the idea for the name before he even really committed to 
the coffee shop itself. But once we had the name to press and she, she came up with that. So, um, you know, we had, we had to make it happen. So. You had to change everything. So do you have any, did you have any background in coffee before? Um, did you, like, were you a, you know, were, were you a, a coffee snob of sorts of knowing what you're getting into and like, or were you just like, yeah, whatever coffee, I don't care. Um, I definitely, uh, would make coffee, you know, the, the way maybe a connoisseur type a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I didn't have anything but a little hand grinder and, uh, an AeroPress. If anybody knows what an AeroPress is, that's the best way to make a single cup of coffee in my opinion. Um, but, uh, you know, so I, I would, I just enjoyed coffee really, but never thought of it as something, uh, starting a business or anything like that. Um, but you know, once we had the idea for, you know, Hey, a coffee shop would work here, um, in, in downtown Newcastle. And really it's, it, it really became more about trying to find a way to be community oriented with our careers. Uh, my wife's, uh, you know, she's an assistant principal at Tri, and so she's kind of, uh, you know, she's definitely community oriented with that. Um, but you know, I was kind of uh, traveling to Indy for my job and just clocking in, and clocking out, and you know, this just seemed like a lot better way to be um, more connected with people. And you know, I think that's an advantage for me and an advantage for my family and everything, kids and everything like that. So speaking of the community, what's the uh, what's the response been since you guys opened? How's it how's it been going? It's been absolutely awesome. So there's been so many people that come in as regulars, um, you know, who I, I learn their drinks and things like that. And that's you know, something I was almost nervous about at the start of like, man, are people gonna expect that? Am I gonna be able to remember yeah. people's drinks? But it's it's amazing how, you know, when people come in enough, you definitely you kinda ha- have a have their order memorized and start putting it in or start making it as they're walking up and things like that. So it's been really cool. And man, uh, holiday time at a coffee shop is super fun. Um, just cause there's so many, uh, families and kids that come in and, you know, hot chocolates and special drinks and things like that. And you can tell that, um, you know, it's getting those special treats or so, like memories that people have. And, um, and even during the day, you know, people just coming in for, for business meetings and connecting and stuff like that. That's really been the vision of what we want our coffee offering to be. It's a place where people can get together, meet and talk and things like that. So Now, every time that I've been in the press, which is, uh, I mean, I'm no, I'm no regular, but I've probably Definitely. about a half dozen to ten times. Yeah. I think that Aaron Dickens been there every time. I was, yeah, was going to say, I was going to ask, what's Aaron Dickens' order? Because I know, like, it seems like about every third picture Aaron posts on social media. Well, his wife works in the building. One of yes. in defense, one yes. of your cups is in the shot. Like, yes, he's 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 very Instagram to the press friendly. Yeah, he is. So his wife also works for Whole Heart Communications, who we work with for a lot of our marketing stuff. So that that helps there because he's in uh, in there because of that. But his order is a miel, is his his regular order, a miel latte, which uh, is a honey cinnamon. If you guys haven't had that yet, it's, is that wait? He told me one time the first time I went in to get the Noah. Oh, it's the same thing. Okay. Yes, yes. All right. So Noah, it, um, she started out as a barista with us, and so she she brought that drink, the miel. So the the funny story is that Aaron was trying to name the drink after himself, uh, <laughs> and then she kind of called him out on it and, and was like, "Wait, I'm I'm the one that like 
first suggested it to you and you named it after yourself. And he's like, you're right. So now it's the Noah <laughs> and I'm going to tell everybody. And it was, it, it took less than a week for someone who, who didn't know Aaron or anybody else to come in and order and that. be requesting and it, was, it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So I, I want to know because I'm, we have had some high level coffee shops, but I've not been, I'm not generally one that's going to stop and figure it out and go and go get a, a fancy coffee. So I took a picture of your menu on a recon trip on Saturday, uh-huh. uh, as I've spent probably t- I've been there a half dozen, ten times as well. Spent about an hour and a half on Saturday, and Mister Dickin did come strolling through. I was <laughs> I, I was I was there with uh, Brian Nichols and Caitlin Nichols and Sarah and uh, their baby Mer- baby uh, Meredith Little. Palmer Nichols uh, and uh, <laughs> huge Office fans. So I named yeah. their child for them because their cat, cats are Moe's and uh, um, <laughs> Moe's and uh, Astrid. So I said, well, this has got to be baby Meredith Palmer. Uh, so I was meeting baby Meredith Palmer for the first time. Uh, and we hung out outside on the patio for about an hour and a half on Saturday. But I did take a picture of the co- of the menu because I don't know what all this stuff is. And I, maybe there are some barriers to entry for people that aren't familiar with the offerings of everything that's there. So I know what a drip coffee is. That's coffee that just poured through, like just dripped like normal you'd make from home. So you brought me tonight? Yes. But you've got you've got lattes, mochas, Americanos, chai lattes, cortados, cappuccinos. My- what what are all of these things? Cortado is my favorite drink. Yes, cortado. That's the barista's drink, I would say. Because I'm because I'm looking at it oh. and I'm like, okay, like at a Mexican restaurant, it's all meat, beans, cheese, rice. Yeah, in different it's orders. It's very similar to that. So how how what do all these things yeah. mean? For like the the just dumb it down. Like I'm six years old. So five. Yeah, essentially you have an espresso shot. Well, a double shot's kind of the base of every uh, espresso based drink. So the lattes, the cappuccinos, the cortados. Uh, Americanos, those all take a double shot, and then it's just whatever you add to it. So, um, latte, I would say those are the the base drinks. They're kind of, the, I would say the the first thing you want to try if you want to get into coffee would be a flavored latte, because um, you got plenty of steamed milk in there to make it where you're, you know, as you're getting used to the espresso and the coffee taste that um, you have you're, you're covering it up. Yeah, yes, you're it's, covering it up enough. It's like drinking. If you're if you're doing the bourbon thing, you're drinking bourbon and you're hiding it in soda, right? Yes. Mm. You're 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 putting the coffee in in with cream. Yes, exactly. All right. So you know that's the lattes, cappuccinos. I would say are just a little bit more concentrated than the lattes. So you're going from like one double shot to a twelve ounce drink to one double shot to a, like a seven or eight ounce drink. Yeah, um, a lot of cap- cappuccino drinkers won't put flavoring in them. A lot like. Yeah, once you get into when that, you start going like, oh, no flavors, you know, just the cappuccino. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you can add flavors to anything you want, but yeah, you're right. That once you start getting into those more concentrated things, you're, you're probably more enjoying the, the, co- the coffee flavors itself. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, there's a little bit of difference in how much you foam things and things like that, but you're kind of getting into the nuance. Of, now, an Americano, I assume, is served over a hot dog. Uh, it's close to that. There, uh, the, there's a fun story or urban legend kind oh, of behind was, Americanos. Need to get into this. Uh, so Americanos, they say that um, Americans, American soldiers in World War II were going over to Italy and they were trying espresso for the first time and couldn't handle it. So they added hot water to it to make it mimic just like a regular drip cup of coffee. Okay. So that's, um, that's where Americano. So it's basically, it's your latte, but instead of steamed milk 
you're cutting it with hot water. water. Yes. So once again, if we're going back to the bourbon world, uh, you're you're deproofing it essentially. Yes. You're yes. adding you're adding water to it to thin it out. Yeah. I didn't know I was such an alcoholic until just this moment. What is a <laughs> what, what is a chai latte? Chai latte. That's so that, a, is that Asian? Um. Well, is it a tea? Yes, Asian, and I think a little even more Indian. Okay. Uh, that part of Asia, which I guess I think that's. Too, <clears> yeah. I, I don't want to get the map out, but I think that's still Asia. It is. It is. It is. Eastern Asia. Not. I guess or not Western yeah. Asia. Although. Agreed. Just this week, Mr. Beat tells us that uh, India has surpassed China as the biggest population in the world. Has it really? This week, yeah. Mm, man, I'm going to have to change yeah. all the, you gotta change, the facts that I learned in school, change. like Pluto being a planet. <laughs> That's it, just thrown off the list. All right, so a chai latte is an Indian drink. Yeah, it, it's really black tea-based. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of tea-based things that, you know, probably India, my guess is that, you know, the British brought chi, uh, chai chai tea back over from there. Um, but if, if you're wanting a very more interesting flavors to something without adding like sugary syrups and things, uh, chai tea latte is a good thing to go. Um, also it doesn't have quite as much caffeine. So, you know, uh, especially coffee shop, the espresso, it, it has a good amount of caffeine in it. It's not just a, a can of Coke's worth. This was Dakota's problem tonight. Is he didn't? He's he's the oldest under thirty year old man you've ever met. On the inside, he's eighty six. So bedtime for him if he's not doing a show is around six forty. About right now. What time do you eat dinner? Um, tonight I ate dinner at six. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. You were busy. I was fighting the trampoline. What time do you normally eat dinner? Uh, about four thirty or five. <laughs> Usually closer to five. After, after 4.30, I mean, really you can take your teeth started. out and just, just be good for the night. That really only started when I had a kid, though, because they have to eat earlier because they go to bed early. That's very true. Yep. So you just kind of adapt to that, their schedule. you got to have I, bath time. And I don't believe him. I don't believe him. On the inside, but, uh, he's an old man. Oh, But, yeah, my, that was my problem tonight because I, I'm a fiend for Cortados. I mm-hmm. love them. So was, you were offered you're like i'll bring drinks on the house and i was like yes oh no <laughs> <laughs> i should have offered that because we can make that decaf also really so, yes so, interesting. any of our espresso things we can make decaf so if you're ever worried about hey it's four or five o'clock and i'm you know i'm done with caffeine at two in the afternoon type thing you know we can make anything decaf and we have pretty good so what's a cortada so cortado. a cortado so uh it's, there is a cortada it's an island Not, off of San Diego. I've seen it. There's, there's a cortada at. Uh, it's a very niche drink. I I found it at a place called Roscoe's, and it's a cortado, and then they add uh, some sugar. Oh, okay, it. so just it's just a sweeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So a cortada. A, a cor a cortado is a espresso <laughs> shot with e- it's equal parts espresso, equal parts milk. So it ends up just being like a four and a half ounce drink. But it's uh, traditionally served in a Gibraltar glass, so that's kind of another part of the fun. Is you get a nice, a nice little pretty glass. Mm-hmm. So the Gibraltar would be that we're getting all the continents, and I believe that's Africa, just barely Northern it, Africa, or is it or is southern it tip southern of Europe? Europe. About as close to Africa as you can get. I, I guess it's Morocco. Uh, you might Once be able I, to see Africa what, from it. I'm oh sure. yeah, they're like ten miles apart. Yeah, it's you the, call your wife. The, the Straits of Gibraltar. I don't know. It's the water in between. I don't know which one it is, I guess. Gibraltar Strait. That sounds like a drink itself. The Straits of Gibraltar. We're going to name that after Dakota. All right. So 
I'm look, oh, I've, I've changed screens here. The other thing I wanted to just the straight up mocha. Mocha is just a chocolate latte. Okay. So it that's the one that every coffee shop puts it up there, but it's really just a, a flavor that you put in the latte. So um, it's not that, you know, and you just call it a mocha, but white, white mocha, you have that also. So, yeah. It's actually, that's one of the first cappuccino-based drinks I would do is that. And then the, yes. the other one is the uh, the cold brew. Yeah. So that's that's where you make the coffee on the counter. Yes, and that so it, I would say the main three ways that we brew, you know, there's a hundred different ways you can do everything, but uh, the main three different brewing ways would be espresso, where we use our espresso machine um, to push a small amount of hot water through uh, a little puck of coffee, and then you have drip coffee, where it's just pouring hot coffee over a bed uh, um, of of ground coffee and then cold brew is kind of the, it's the most unique way of, of brewing probably because you don't use any hot water at all. You just let for a whole 24 hours, you let the coffee sit in the water and then you filter it out afterwards. So it has a much different flavor profile and that's what I'm having here, but um, it's a lot smoother. So if you're wanting to, to try something um, that doesn't have necessarily the, the bitter, taste of some of the, the hot brewed coffee uh cold brew is a good way to go with wow, i never knew that i i've always like been able to tell the difference between a cold brew and a regular coffee and i i was just assumed that it was like only the temperature very difference on your tongue because if you make cold brew at home you're just pouring hot coffee over some ice mm-hmm. and cooling it down yeah but yeah, that's so. That's totally different. Yeah, that, and I, I that would call that cold coffee versus cold brew. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. We've been making. Sarah's been making cold brew, and she'll. It's the same thing you talk about, where she'll have it basically sitting in a, sitting in water overnight on the counter, and mm-hmm. then it gets uh, gets, yeah, filtered out and, and put away. Yeah. Um. Very interesting. So what what's the go to? What do you what do you see people come in and actually get? Um, I would say our, our flavored lattes are definitely the go-to and you can do almost any of these drinks hot or iced into whatever your preference is. So, um, you know, but the flavored lattes of just people finding their favorite flavor and going with that would be probably the most popular thing I'd say. How, how often do people like Zach just come in and pull their laptop out and spend the day? Like, is it, or do you, is it, do you have this culture of people that just essentially come and work out of the place or is it? How's there's definitely a few times where people come in and they're like, Hey, I, you know, I, my internet went out at my house and I need some place to post up or I kind of need, you know, I'm trying to meet with somebody and, you know, Hey, you have your meeting room over there. And yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those, we've never had an issue where people People are are there too long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, some people stay for a while. Yeah. You know, Aaron, every now and I've had to come out just a couple times, but (laughs) yeah, you know, every 24 hours you have to go home and take a shower, sir. (laughs) Has he tried to claim like a table or a chair? Like no, he hasn't corner? yet, but like, I, that's probably up. coming pretty soon. Let's put his picture up in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever um, given someone like a, a stronger drink, like um, like an unflavored cappuccino or a cortado, and it's like their first time having a stronger espresso experience? Yeah, I always... Well, I guess you're finishing your question, probably. Is that? No, I just wanted yeah. to know their reaction. Yeah, so that's uh, something that customers, uh, sometimes they'll come in and they'll order um, 
a cappuccino or a, a macchiato, which a macchiato is a, a, traditionally it's espresso with like a little tiny little drop. Yeah, it's less foam. than a cortado. Usually. So yeah, and then you have your, but there's the caramel macchiato that Starbucks has made every specialty coffee shop's life hard by basically yep. creating this whole different drink. The whole, that's named- the whole reason I'm asking the question is because I did that same thing. Yes. Love the caramel macchiatos at Starbucks. Went to a specialty coffee shop uh, for like one of the first times I'd ever been to one and ordered a macchiato. And I was like, what is this? This is not, <laughs> this is not what same. you're thinking and what you're after <laughs> at all. Yeah. Basically anytime someone orders a caramel macchiato, I'm going to make them a caramel latte but i I try to sometimes have that conversation with the customer a little bit of like hey is this what you're expecting uh if not i'll i'll make what you want well you know we can do whatever you want but just want to make sure that you get what you expect um is really the goal uh, of the whole thing so um you know sometimes they're brave and they're like no yeah I, i want i want that but other times they're like no i want i want what starbucks makes yeah i'm used to that yeah, I think, you know, you said that um, you knew about Roscoe's, which is in Richmond, and it's it was one of the first uh, specialty coffee houses I'd been to. I've, I feel like giving them this little plug isn't going to directly conflict because they're... No, they're you know, far enough away. They're right? far enough but, away, so it's okay. But uh, so they, I kind of got introduced to some of that stuff there, the caramel macchiato, and it was like halfway through the drink. I was like, this is actually pretty good like Mm -hmm. i'm in it's not what i expected so the the initial shock wore off and it's like i can kind of enjoy the complexities i'd always been a black coffee drinker anyway so i was i enjoyed the flavor profile of regular coffee it's like okay this is somewhat even more enjoyable than having it covered up with sugar yeah yeah, the, the great word you use there is complexities. It's like coffee is one of the most complex flavor profiles. And that's where people talk about a Kenyan coffee or Ethiopian or Guatemalan. And they're, it, where it's made makes a, 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 a big difference in the like nuances of the flavors. That makes sense. I used a lot of yeah, yeah. words so, there. And, but, and that's, we've talked about all these different kinds of drinks, but then I assume the other variables are... You can change the bean and you can change the way the bean is roasted, right? Yeah. If you're really diving into the coffee itself, um, you know, those, there's a bunch of different flavors in there and you're trying to, you know, take away the harsh flavors so that customers or yourself, if you're making uh, coffee at home, so you can dive in and connect with those, um, you know, all those uh, complex flavor profiles. I think I have a good question. Uh what uh, what what's the best off the shelf in the can coffee brand? Oh man, like what you can get at a grocery store or something yeah, like Walmart. that. At Walmart, well, Walmart, uh, Walmart has Tinker Kroger. has Tinker Coffee, which is roasted small batch roasted in Indianapolis, and I would say that that's the best that you can get. I have to write this down. at at, at Walmart. Yes, we'll Tinker. Re- we'll re- I'll rephrase the question for the national audience. The Nationally available, nationally available. Okay, I would. My favorite, probably nationally available, would be. um, um, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget. uh, Folgers. No, 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 not (laughs) Folgers. Eight eight o'clock is what uh, what we use in our. Eight eight o'clock's good. Um, The uh, um, uh, Boston Donut. Tim Hortons. 
No, no, that's um, Canadian. It's it is Boston. Why are we all donuts? Dunkin' Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, yes, Dunkin Donuts. Man, that tells you where uh, where my mind is right now. But uh, Dunkin' Donuts, I think, is about the best that you can get. The other, um, there's another brand that I'm forgetting what it is. But if you have a if, if you have a roast date. That goes a hu- uh, a long way. Mm, so if it, I, if you if you just look across the uh, um, at all the expiration dates, expiration dates really could be way way out there from the roast date. And coffee's best for about a month after you roast. So if you have that roast date, then you can really tell how old it is. the The expiration date, you know, a lot of these companies just put Go out six months or something yeah. like that, and it's way stale by then. So, what's the uh, not the brand name, but the style of bean or what you have? I do. You, is it is there essentially a go to, or does that get rotated? Um, or our, how, how do you our roaster Carabella Coffee Company, um, it, which is just outside Cincinnati, they do a, uh, almost exclusively medium roasts, um, and I would say that that's just the the best way to. Um, man, maybe I should turn off my phone <laughs> on my podcast. You're just popular. I know. Well, it is. It is one of my my baristas, but she, I think I think she can she can deal with it right now. But um, medium roasts. Um, let's turn off the phone there. There we go. Um, but medium roast, at least in my opinion, uh, you know you're you're getting the best flavors out of the coffee. A lot of the uh, dark roasts. Coffee, I think, are that you're trying to mask things being stale, or you're trying to make things um, taste, you know, the same across the country, across the whole time of year that it's just the same all the time. But it's kind of, in in a lot of ways, mediocre compared to what you can get um, from medium roasts and small batch roasted. It, you know what what we might get um, in. February versus October for the same coffee might be just a little bit different in the flavor profile, but it's the best of what that coffee can give is what I'd say. I assume the water makes an impact as well. Yeah. You, you definitely want quality filtered water. Um, so that, you know, that's a, a huge thing. Um, and really that goes along with just the, the flavor of the coffee, but also, protecting your equipment and things brewing right and stuff like that. You know, we were almost talk- talking about that scale a little bit earlier. Yeah. That if you have scale buildup on your machines, like you're going to end up tasting that or your machines are going to go bad. Um, so if you can have filtered water that you can just brew and not, not have to worry about those buildups as much, that goes a long way. So, so are you constantly just changing different things up, experimenting behind the scenes, seeing what, uh, flavor combinations you can offer? There's um, a, a little bit of both. With a lot of our specialty drinks um, or in seasonal drinks, we try to switch things up to have different offerings and different experiences for customers. But there's also with like our espresso roast and our, ho- and our house brewed coffee, we want a little bit of a baseline right. to work from. So we try to keep those consistent and we, ca- and, and we um, we, we call it dialing in in the morning when we bring, come in for our, um, our espresso where we, you know, we tweak the machine and the grind of the roast and our dose, which is how much ground coffee we put in um, into the machine. 
Um, and we try to get all of those things solid baseline and just consistent. So when customers come in, they, you know, they get what they expect. Cause that's a lot of national, um, coffee chains, you know, and you can think any, any food, um, you know, a lot of times you'll stop at some place just cause you know what you're going to get every time. So we, we kind of want that same, even being a locally independent, uh, independently owned coffee shop we still want that experience for our customers where they know what they can get now it's not on your menu that jeremiah's got pulled up but i was in there uh a little while ago with my wife my wife's a big matcha drinker i'm a big tea person my wife is really into matcha and uh so she ordered your uh, matcha latte from you and i was watching your barista make it behind the counter and i was actually really shocked because I saw her take a whisk and actually whisk it mm-hmm. inside of a cup and transfer it, which is like it was traditional like Japanese. Very style. shocking yeah. to me because no one, no one does that, and you'll wind up with like granules of uh, compacted matcha powder. So you're drinking, and then all of a sudden you get a, a powder bomb in your mouth, and it's not good because they'll just like take a scoop in the bottom, throw it in the bottom of the cup. And, just Shake it up, it up, you know, yeah. if you go to Starbucks or other chains. Dropping names on them now. <laughs> I'll drop Starbucks's name. They don't do a good job. They left this Everybody town. Everybody knows who we talked they about. Can, when we're talking about. They can burn in Seattle as far as Dakota is concerned. Yeah. Make it better and maybe I won't talk so bad. <laughs> make it like make it like uh, Ben does. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about that for a minute because it's it's uh, you're a business owner. So you're having to think about what goes into making a drink. Um, it's taking your barista's time to measure out the matcha, whisk it together with a bamboo whisk, transfer it into a cup, and then make the latte. Mm-hmm. So what? And then all, and it was actually it was really good too. So like your quality of the matcha was also good, and that stuff's not cheap. So it was like I wanted to ask you, you know, why. Why even mess with it? Yeah. I, I would say with what we're going for, like our mission is to cultivate community. Um, so at least my thought is that you want the highest quality things to, uh, for people to gather around. Um, you know, if you're just grabbing something through a drive through window or something like that, you know, your, your main goal is for it to be quick. Um, and then kind of secondary to that, or, you know, maybe a little bit secondary would be that you just want it to be pretty good. But I would say if you're, if you're coming all the way downtown and you're meeting somebody special, you know, you you really want your drink to be high quality and that, and that, and that's just kind of my mentality in a lot of ways too. Now just do things. Can you get overserved coffee? You cut somebody off, sir. You've got the jitters. You've been here. You've had four of these now. For your heart's sake, we need to stop you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to cut that, you That off. is enough caffeine, Dakota. We haven't. You had can to have do that try yet. a muffin, buddy. You don't yeah. have yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not. You need some water. You gotta. Yeah. yeah. Tone it back. We haven't had any issues with that yet. Generally, people kind of understand <laughs> where their limits are with coffee. Um, you don't have the same. Uh, same effects that you might with uh, certain other beverages. 
where you need to get cut off. But There's not been an ambulance trip just yet. No, I've I've wheel got somebody out. On, you, you overdo it tasting uh, sampling uh, early on. I there was a couple times right before we opened where I mean some of our our baristas where like they could see me visibly shaking because I just had so much, I was just trying everything, you know, really trying to make sure I understood the coffee that we were doing the right things. And that turned into too much caffeine for sure. But, um, there's, uh, a lot of times baristas, they don't, when they taste, they'll spit out, you have spit cups and things like that. Just cause you can, you can get to that point of sure. too much. So sure. do you have a barista school? Where you teach them how to make hearts in the in the in their in the drinks? We did at, at the start. We had uh, we we brought up a trainer from our roaster and had four days of barista training. So we learned all about espresso, um, you know, and lattes and latte art and different things like that. We had a whole day just learning how to pour hearts and different things. So I mean, so at this point, what can you what what shapes can you do? What's, I'm, what, I'm pretty what? much just to heart and tulip is kind of the the next level. Can you from do that. a clover? Uh, a clove? No, that'd be super awesome. Uh, but that's a a couple levels above St. Patrick's like, Day. You, you know, you, we ran through that, but it's coming back again in like eleven months. Um, I know a, a macho with a clover on it. Yeah, that would be, be really just cool. yeah. Yes. That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty sweet. We're sure. aspirational around here. Mm-hmm. Yes, always pushing year. the boundaries. Just for you guys, we'll have. <laughs> I mean. I'm a 4-H leader. That's you know, we, we're clover people. There you go. County first come up in July. We sent them down to the press to get their clover coffee. Yeah, <laughs> so is my wife. See, she is. Yeah. Audrey is Audrey is now a junior leader advisor with me. So, um, what uh, what you have? You do serve hot tea. What mm-hmm. what tea do you have on the menu? So we actually have a pretty good selection of tea. So we kind of have the the regular tea that we call loose leaf. Um, that's just because we brew it loose rather than in little bags. Mm. Um, but we also have tea lattes. So chai tea latte, I would say that's the most popular tea by far. And, you know, for, for some reason yesterday was like a huge chai tea day. There's certain days where we just go through it. That's but, a really good cold drink. Yeah. So it's kind of right in that, if it's not super cold or the ho- you know holiday time when it's cold, you end up a lot of hot chocolates and mochas and things like that. I feel like once you get to New Year, people are a little bit wanting the, the teas. But chai tea, uh, London Fog is also a kind of standard tea latte thing. That's a, a vanilla lavender uh, black tea latte. So, do you find some of these drinks are seasonal? Like, um. Yes. Are you you you've passed through pumpkin spice season and now you're into ice iced coffee season? Yeah. You have you have pumpkin pumpkin spice in the fall by far the most popular thing and then the holiday times you have hot chocolates and mochas so the you know chocolate lattes um so those yeah those are the two big seasons um and those are also the busiest times of the year for us i think well that's we're we're less than year old so i don't i can't really say when the busiest time of the year is but um but yeah in the summer it's definitely going to be uh, ice drinks ice lattes i you know Iced Americanos, iced tea, different things like that. So I'm not much of an ice drink guy. Mm-hmm. It'd be 90 degrees outside, and I'm like, ah, hot cortado. So. Yeah, there, there's a, a lot of people that it's just the hot drink all year. But there's I'll drink the caffeine all day long. But after like lunch, I'm going to cold. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, that's, I'm, it's a temperature change. Yeah, in the afternoon. I think it's getting more and more people liking the ice drinks and um you know they 
they tend to last longer too, where they don't, you know, the hot drinks, you feel like you have to drink it while a window. Yep. Yeah, you kind of have that window. And your, your mic is like being a nightmare on you. There, you, if you talk straight into it, it'll be good. But otherwise, it's it's wandering. Okay, there I, you go. I tend You're to back. do that. Tend to do that. I'll move my hands instead there, of there. You go. Of, there you go. Um, so, oh, I just did it again. But um, yeah, people tend to with hot drinks. They tend to tr- want it fast, and they they want the drinks hot. And lattes too. You can't steam the milk as hot as you can like boiling water. Cause it'll, it'll ruin, it'll spoil, not spoil the milk, but it will, I mean, it'll, it'll taste off at a certain point. So, you know, you can only get those so hot and people want, want to drink it while it's hot. What's the boiling point of nut milk, like almond milk or oh, all that almond junk? milk? I don't even know the Soy boiling milk, point because we stay, things, yeah. we, we stay far enough away from it. Our latte is 145 to 155 degrees is like what we're aiming for with the milk. There you go. So it's, it's well away from the boiling point. So, so what, what kind of dairy-free alternatives do you have? The, we have almond milk and oat milk, and I would say those are becoming the standard at coffee shops. Soy milk's kind of on its way out. There's some people that ha- have asked for coconut milk in the last couple of weeks, which um, I haven't ever tried in a latte, but I'm sure it would be good too. But I don't think it's just, it's just not a standard yet. Interesting. Yeah. Cashew milk, I like. I uh, haven't had that either. We're having a war against it's cows. a better one. I don't know. See, there, there's it. a lot of things like milk alternatives and then even gluten-free and those kind of options that people expect at local coffee shops that is just not in my wheelhouse at all. So I've been having to learn a lot about that. cost prohibitive for you. If not a lot of people are going to get cashew milk, mm-hmm. then why keep it? In stock, if it's you're going to be wasting the money on it. Yeah, I mean, it's those things of like inventory costs and things like that that we can't have things just sitting on the shelf and then going bad. And so, yeah, we in a lot of ways we kind of got to limit things to what roll you know roll off the shelf and we can go through. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. So if you were talking about, um, actually, I'm curious about this one. How if I ordered a if I ordered a cortado with um, almond milk, mm-hmm. what part of that is going to actually be the almond milk? Because it's not going to foam. It's just going to be two ounces or maybe two and a half ounces of it is going to be that steamed almond milk. Um, so it's not that much of it. But, you know, if you're needing something dairy free, like you can't even have that two ounces. So, um, yeah. And then even steaming it, we actually have to steam more than that and heat it up just the way that our steam wands work. Um, mm-hmm. So it ends up using four or six ounces yeah. of the almond milk to make that cortado. So there's a little little bit of waste in the cortado. But so, so as you're designing this business, mm-hmm. how do you decide what days you're open and what hours you're open, right? You've got, I assume you've got multiple crowds that are coming in. You've got your downtown office worker crowd. You've got your people that are passing through on their way to work real fast. Maybe there's an evening crowd and then maybe the, the farmer's market and some weekend people. When do you decide a business like this? Here's when we're going to be open. People think coffee in the morning, but what 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 do you do to design when this place is going to operate? We've taken the strategy, and I've personally been really passionate about having a long hours of being open whenever people want to come in. And a lot of that's really hard to do with staffing, with 
my time. You know, there was, I was putting about 110 hours a week in for the, for, for the first six weeks, two months. Um, which, Just trying to figure it out. Yeah, trying to figure well, it out. And we, welcome to the small business yes, owner's life. Exactly. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, I could ask for empathy, but I signed up for it, you know, like, um, but, and also the long hours as a small business owner, you know, it's a lot easier, you know, you you enjoy those hours a lot more. But, um, as far as choosing when we're open, um, you know, you look at a lot of other downtown businesses and it's just really odd hours. And, you know, and those are just the constraints that they're dealing with as being small business owners. And some of them, it's a second job, right? Yeah. There are some places that are, yeah. yeah so it's not, a, I don't want to knock on them or, yeah. or anything like that or make anybody feel bad. But as, as consumers, there's a lot of people that are, you know, they get in their cars and like, Hey, let's go find some place to get something to drink or a treat or go get dinner or something like that. Or even just go, Hey, we're going for a shopping trip on a date night. And, you know, right now, right now, if you're coming to downtown Newcastle, you're kind of like, Oh, I got to look everything up on my phone, see if something's open. Oh, it's, Thursday and only this place is open, but that these other places are closed. And, you know, I think really for downtown Newcastle, we got to make it a destination where people can get in the car, start driving here and just trust that they're going to have a great time and they can find places that are open. Um, so I think we're making a lot of progress with that, but um, it's, it's a little bit of an uphill battle with that. And it's a, a lot of the small businesses, have to make sacrifices with that and push that and trust that it's going to lead, lead to, to more business and enough business to justify those hours. So set the expectations for a customer. When, when should they be able to find the presses open? Uh, right now we're open seven to seven weekdays and nine to four on Saturday. So the only days Sunday, um, I think a lot of people would, would like a Sunday afternoon, uh, drink or something like that. But, um, as far as uh, we just don't have the, the bandwidth to be able to do Sundays right now. Um, and also that's just personally my Sabbath and everything like that. So, uh, right now we're closed on Sundays. If we hear a lot of people want to be open and people want to come in and I can justify, uh, staffing that, then maybe Sundays would be in the future. I mean, seven to seven is a pretty solid, so solid day, five yeah. days a week plus Saturdays. Yeah. Really, the the first couple hours and the fir- and the last couple hours are pretty slow right now. Um, so that's um, you know we're we're having to find ways to fill those times and have specials and different things like that. Um, and you know we, we want to have a lot of event nights where you know we're we're talking about a coffee one hundred and one class. So if anybody's interested in a coffee one hundred and one class, we're going to be having May first and May fifth. We're going to be having our first classes. Um, mm-hmm on those nights. So, um, you know, we just, I I think as a business, we got to find ways to, um, have an offering that customers want to come during those times. But, you know, right, right now people will have to make that special trip. I think in the first couple hours, you'd think it'd be the busiest time of the day for coffee shops. Yeah. But, um, you know, we don't have a drive through and it's, and sometimes it's on, not on the way to come up to downtown Newcastle. So there have been, I, I start work at seven. So there's mm-hmm. been times where I've like, I know you guys open early and I've been in the truck on the way somewhere and I'm like, ah, I would love to stop and get a coffee. And it's just a constraint of driving a, a large bucket truck where it's mm-hmm. like, I've thought about like, Oh, I, I can, can just street park that on 14th street. Like, I can probably just park it along the road. Or then I've thought like, I could park it in the 
library and just walk, hike, hike down, and and it's, it's like how much effort am I willing to <laughs> willing yeah. to go? But yeah, I I've thought about that, appreciated that you guys are are open as long as what you are. Is the, customer, is the customer base some of it the down the people that live downtown in these apartments that are downtown or the the office workers or is it there's some you of that. Find it people just driving in yeah there's there's i mean it's a it's a mix of everything really um and I think that's what it takes is you know just enough of everybody wherever they're at coming in and 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 being customers um so but I would say that you know it's different for different parts of the day. You know the kind of the mid-morning time is a lot more business people where they've gotten in, they've gotten ready for something and they're like, "Hey, let's go out and have a meeting." And you know instead of just coming over to the office and sitting in front of desks, let's let's meet and have a couple of mid-morning coffees. That's when Aaron Dickin comes out. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's on his way to work probably during that time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Aaron, sorry if you're Oh man! So, so you were uh, talking about the future. What's the future look like for you guys? So, I mean, I, the future is just continually like settling in and driving. Um, you know, uh, I, I would say our customer base, um, and you know, getting established. I guess that's kind of the, the right way to put it. Because um, you know, for a lot of businesses, you know, you rely on your regular customers. Um, so, you know, we want to provide an experience where people get value out of being regular customers, um, you know, because, you know, I don't want to ask people to sacrifice, um, you know, to feel like they're sacrificing. I want them to feel like they're getting uh, getting something out of coming in, um, you know, multiple times a week or however, you know, whatever it looks like for, for individual people. Um, so, you know, I think we still, we, we got to find ways to, to create that value to, to have quality, but be quick enough. Cause you know, there's times where if, if we have the way that we make our drinks, you know, you could come in and wait 20 minutes for a drink. And for some people like they, they can't do that, you know, right. they, yeah. or they're, they're on their way. They got to be somewhere and they can't, they can't risk being late. So they can't come in and get something. So, you know, we, we got to continue to work on being quick and being able to get things, um, out where if somebody's coming in, we had, we have online ordering too, so that's one thing that we we want to drive and to help with some of that. Um, but you know, I would say also seasonal drinks and continually to make it, um, you know, a destination and a treat. So how do they order online? Huh? The press dot com. Oh yeah, the pre- uh, the, the press coffee dot co is our website, and I know our online ordering is uh, a top link on there. So, so they can order, can they order and say, Hey, I want coffee at nine o'clock and it'll be ready at nine or something like that. Um, or they just jump in and say, Hey, grab this. And yeah. So they, they can, they can set uh, a time for it, but they can also, you know, bring it up and just order now. And it, it, it has, I have it set right now where it's like 10 to 20 minutes as a standard, but it just makes it where you can, uh, you know, click order and then start driving this way. And it'll be ready for you when you get there. Yeah. That's spectacular. That's a, there's there's the ticket for you, Dakota. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Just order order it that way, and you're you're good to go. Yep. That could be dangerous. <laughs> well, you but sell like clubs to too, right? You have a little prepay card where the people yes yeah, so hook themselves it, up. Yeah, it's a, we have a membership program, um, and essentially it's buying a, a gift card for a, a certain amount. We have different levels for it, but you immediately get whatever amount the membership is on a gift card, and you get 
pretty good perks on top of it. So our our publisher, our highest one, has I would say pretty good perks with percents off and different things like that. When you buy your five thousand cup of coffee, he'll put a clover in it. There you go. Yeah, four Just, clover. Yes, if anybody gets their five thousand cup of coffee, I for sure will put a clover. I will Aaron will be there in a month. <laughs> I know. Be, there. be there in no time. Alright, well we probably should start wrapping things up here a little bit, talking about final thoughts, things uh, things that are going on. I know, I know that Zach is over there efforting wildly because apparently we've solved some of the issues on the live stream, but not all of them because, you know, this is a, a a work of love. According to Danny Morrill, we haven't fixed much, but I'm getting different differing reports from differing people. As to what it sounds like. So if you're catching this on the Facebook feed, feel free to message the boss hog page or message my Facebook page and let me know what exactly you're hearing because, um, getting some choppiness. I'm also getting, uh, being told that it's not as choppy, but there's an echo. And so I'm not sure what we're, well, to keep, we're efforting. We, we Still remind everybody we're a podcast first and, uh, most of the time, the Spotify, iTunes, Google podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold, sounds pretty good. So if you, if you don't love the live stream, you can, uh, first of all, we'll we'll refund your money, uh, for the free show. But second of all, uh, (laughs) check the podcast out. All right. What, what do you got planned, Zach? Anything fun coming up? Uh, no, you got got your mini marathon up to even, yeah, mini marathon. I've got, I did my last long run this morning. Um, because I'm, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, although impressively, um, I got, man, and some people are going to like, Oh, there's something wrong with you. Um, but I got like 12.7 miles into a run day before I had to stop for traffic, which is both awful and awesome because I was cursing at having to stop because I, I, I went to the, you almost did the entire thing, almost the entire run. I was, give the license plate number of the car. They found you. It was four of them. I was stopped at uh, what I jokingly call one of the happiest intersections in Indiana, uh, Jack's Donuts and Pizza King. Um, I was right there and the Dairy Queen, but the Dairy, well, the ice cream shop whenever it reopens. And there was a just a line of cars and a stop sign. I was like, son of a, I was cussing. I just turned around and just walked the other way. And it's like, I'll turn around when they're done. And the last one was a diesel. I knew it was. So I just turned around and I heard him go by. I was like, okay, I'm going to try and get my legs to work again because they've been going for like two hours. Um, but no, so I'm, I'm like a run and a half away from what I call taper town, which is the, the taper down to the actual race. So I'm done with long runs for at least two weeks. So other than that, this weather is insane. It's bipolar. It's all over the place. It's, I, it's May today. It'll be March tomorrow. It was, there were snow flurries 48 hours ago. And then today was, uh, 80 and today was 80. It was 60 degrees this morning and pretty humid. And then I was looking at weather for the weekend, laying out running clothes. And I was laying out gloves and long sleeves again. Like I cannot just take, I can put away my cold gear, cold, my cold running stuff, like my thermals and stuff, but I cannot just put away the long sleeves and the gloves. Here. One time, one thing I've discovered since starting to run outside is that after winter, all of a sudden, like 55 degrees and humid is like really hot. Yeah, yeah, it, it humidity Your body's so used to that yeah. cold and There's, then all of a sudden that little bit of warmth. And we haven't really hit the humidity hard hard although over the weekend last weekend it was horrible. And Jeremiah saw me at the end of or I was 
I stopped twice during that run to wring out my shirt and I rang out probably like between the two stops, like 12 to 18 ounces of, of sweat out of the shirt. About 9.30 on Saturday morning. It, I, I opened my garage door and there goes Zach shuffling by. Oh, I was and about I, to die. I, 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 look, I just step out of the driveway and yell, you're doing great. Ugh. And then I pulled my phone out as quick as I could and I caught him just getting ready to turn back onto to Main Street. Yeah, it was awful. Um <laughs> It'd be a, there's a trade-off, especially when we really hit summer, summer, when the humidity really hits, is that as bad as you think the humidity is during the day, in the morning, the actual relative humidity is much higher because it's cooler. And so it's instead of – it's not like it doesn't like take your breath away like during the, the day when it's hot, hot, but it's like the air you can wear. Like n- just not, the sweat, whatever sweat comes off of you is still on you for – however long it takes to get done because it's not going anywhere. There's nowhere for it to go. So other than that, um, it was very dark this morning and I've got some more tr- traffic lights or uh, street lamps to report out. Um, Jeremiah's neighborhood is not in the city and it's very dark. And I just about, uh, I run on the County roads in the morning and it's dark in some places. Yeah. I would, I would do better with dark without the trees and all the other stuff. And then there's like, there's, yeah, so I'm glad it's over. Um, I'm, and the weather for the most part is nice. So I'm not going to complain too much, but you're just uh, a few weeks away from, uh, moving to Speedway, Indiana for yeah, three weeks. Yeah. They were, I didn't get to see any, I did not watch. I had it on, but no sound. I did not watch any of the open test today. No, it's say it looked, it was, it was, it was nice and clean. Yeah. yeah I but was, I was, I was going to check on your, your thoughts on the Kroger because apparently they failed their reinspection today. The Speedway Kroger is oh, in did, deep Well, you know what? Trouble. I'll still go there. <laughs> Because it's I I like it better than ours. The Marion County Health Department has shut down the Kroger Deli. Oh, that's that's a and bakery, and that is a. I don't. We don't normally get the, um, like we have very nice Kroger. I like the people that work at our Kroger. But when you go to any Indianapolis Kroger, and they're like they're just it's a different a whole different experience. They have like the wine section in this Kroger is like as big as our like bread and deli section. It's enormous. And they also haven't been, I'm very thankful for board has boar's head in this town, but boar's head is like taken over how our deli operates and the Kroger and speedway operates like our deli used to operate where you can like see what you're buying before you buy it. Cause they've got the deli meat. Apparently it's out there for the mice, but they're shredding. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you know, you can just see like they've pre-cut Turkey. You can look at the Turkey and be like, Oh, I like the way that looks. Cause I can visually check Turkey. I don't like Turkey. That's like slimy looking or anything. And I'm like, Oh, this is the way it used to be when you just ask them and they just grabbed a handful of it, threw it in a bag and gave it to you. You didn't have to like pull a number and have them get the thing out and go to the slicer. So hopefully they get straightened out in the next couple of weeks. It's a fresh we, slice sack. We go to there. I don't care. Zach was not brought, brought premium. No. No. I'm looking for, I'm oh, hoping I don't, the weather. I don't think I've ever bought meat from the deli counter. Oh, All Kerger? pre-packaged. Oh, I, 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 I always. Borset is far too rich for my blood. I don't know. I never Mine's get Borset. great no. value in Aldi brand. That's what I thought oh. until I had it for the first time. It's good. And then you're like, oh, this is If it's on sale level. and it's like the, uh, it's, like within a reasonable, but like I'm a real big Kroger private selection, wildflower, honey, turkey fan. Like that's, that's that and some good whole wheat bread or whatever. But yeah, I'm pretty basic in a lot of ways, like find whatever I'll eat, whatever, but don't give me the prepackaged like Turkey that has come from a factory already in the sealed container. 
Like that is yeah, some of that stuff's really gross. That's 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 a big no for me. And it's the same. All I eat, bud. Nope, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, can't do it. Is that even? Is that I feel even, like I've graduated from that. <laughs> yeah, is that even <laughs> like meat? I mean, that's like calling like that's like saying, well, I only like the finest cuts of Oscar Mayer bologna. Like, is that even? Uh, I love yeah. bologna too. I love spam. Look at the ingredients list, and it's more than just turkey. It's yeah. not good for you. Turkey's even <laughs> turkey's probably even in air quotes. I mean, like yeah. <laughs> Turkish. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, canned canned chicken is a staple for me. I eat it probably like every you you spam. genuinely you Good genuinely spam, eat like my ninety five year old grandfather used to do. Except he also ate like cow's heart and stuff. But his plates, tell me if you do this too, Dakota. His plates were the foam back in the day when you used to get hamburger from the meat counter. It would be on like a, a styrofoam tray, and it would be like shrink wrapped onto that. And then he would reuse those I'm trays. I'm pretty sure that's how Harvest plates. Market still operates. Yeah, well, I haven't been it. there in 20 years, but I'm pretty sure that's the way they were. I don't go in there often. Food and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what he used for plates. Was leftover deli like meat counter stuff. But. Next, this time next year, Ben's going to come up with this idea of having signature sandwiches too, and it's going to life's going to get very. Complicated. You've got some. Who do you work with for ba- some of your baked goods? I'll ask our, that real our quick. Baked goods are locally made baked goods. We get from Caitlin Walden. Walden Acres um, is her company name. But yeah, her stuff is awesome. It flies off the shelf. There's like a lavender oatmeal. Oh yeah, the lavender oatmeal cookies. I hear good things about that. Yeah, and then orange cranberry. Yeah, there's a uh, a date bar that's by far my favorite. It's awesome. It's great. I've got I've not got that much going on. It sounded like I'm surviving. This is like 30 minutes of final. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Other, than that, yeah. other than that, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ben, what have you learned? <laughs> hey, I've learned a whole lot here today. So, you know, that's awesome. You got to plug yourself. Come on. T- go down, see Ben. 14th and what? what? What's the cross street? Oh, what are the cross streets? Race is one of them. So Four, you're at 14th and race, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right in the crook. That's a really cool building, by the way. That's like a, it was cool as the Courier Times, but people know it's kind of L-shaped. So it's got its own kind of little courtyard patio area that when you see it used for a coffee shop, you're like, that is perfect. Like mm-hmm. that's a perfect use of the space. People probably weren't hanging out outside the Courier Times office, but they would hang outside a coffee shop. And so I've been by there and seen like kids outside playing and people just chilling outside. Probably There's water features out there. out there now. It's a cool Yeah, space. we have water features. We, we're going to have to see about that because we put the water features right underneath a huge tree. So, <laughs> you know, the, the leaf clean up, at least in the fall. A lot of know. a lot of maintenance yeah. to go with that. Yeah. Just give, but, a kid, give a kid a free chocolate milk to pull him out of there and he'll do it probably. Hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Going to start, start having people just wait till after the Moreland Fair. Have you been through a Moreland Fair cycle yet where all the kids win goldfish and then they'll just start coming downtown and dropping their goldfish? <laughs> I in hadn't the thought of that, but now, now everyone else is, uh, <laughs> All the parents are going to start telling their kids like, hey, you know what would be really funny? Give Ben a free took- fish. He'll give you 5% off a cup <laughs> of coffee. <laughs> I hear they clean up we'll leaves that drop in. We'll have people fishing out there now there you go. fishing pools. Yeah. Catch, catch, a, catch a carp. Yeah. <laughs> Save 5%. There you go. Exactly. It's a new special. And then Love you can it. go you can go very, very uh crunchy granola and let people they can they can butcher it right on the site mm-hmm. and have smoked fish. Yeah. And smoked fish with a uh with a with a chai latte. Well we'll have to see what the health department has to say about <laughs> that, but I bet they're easier to work with than the uh than the Marion County folks are. 
Uh, I would I would say so. I've had very good interactions with our local health department. He's told he's very happy by the corporate overlords or the government <laughs> overlords. <laughs> ben, it's been a pleasure to have you here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, it's been great. Absolutely, and I enjoyed. I, I think I ordered a uh, a sugar free vanilla latte, ice latte, yes. ice latte. and I I have no self control. So by the time we were done with Patreon, I was. I was down to my last swallow or two. I was I was through it immediately. Ben, you can, the pro you can tell over there, how is half I sip on things. Yeah, yeah, he's halfway through his uh, his cold brew. Is that decaf or regular? This is regular, so that's another reason why. It's, oh boy, this will yeah, cold brew it can it can sneak up on you. I get to edit tonight, so I'll be up for a little while still. So, all right, Dakota, what do we know? What do we what do we forget? What do we need to know? Uh, I don't really have anything. I appreciate you coming on. I've been a fan of the press. Uh, don't know much about coffee, but I know like good coffee because I drank a lot of it. So, yeah, uh, everything I've had from you guys has been spectacular, very, very delicious. Um, and uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on. We have a bunch of good shows coming up um, here in the next few weeks. So, including episode number 300, which Dakota is still planning. Which I didn't get to be a part of the discussion last week <laughs> is what it is. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. You kept the power on for a number of pe- a number of citizens. My back still hurts. <laughs> you were you were up late. You you put the uh, you put in the fourteen hour day that day. Fifteen. Fifteen was it? Fifteen. Fifteen day. Have you received yeah. that when did paycheck your, yet? When did your contractor get to go back to Idaho? Uh, he was already back. He was already back. He so you just get, he just kept having to work without him. How many pages did you go through of instructions? Is that what you're measuring it in? It yeah started that way. <laughs> just throw the. I mean, at one point you said you reverted back to sixty. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm telling you, it was not a good day. <laughs> Sounds a lot like working at NASA. Jim, Jim level up there trying to trying to land the land back on Earth. Did you guys see the the shuttle? Or not I, I heard about it. So there, there was a SpaceX incident. Yeah, it was a what? What there, did they call it? A, a rapid unplanned disassembly. disassembly. Yeah, <laughs> that's some great. It broke. <laughs> it blowed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in in racing, I think we get that done done tore it up. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, that's a part of space travel, you know. That's it's better is, to do it now than yeah. when there's people no, on board. Nobody so. was on board, so we're still uh, still sciencing it out, so to speak. Well, that's just part of it. Dakota's been full nerdy on the uh, on the on the front end of the show and on Patreon. I, I want to give a plug for a, ser- a series that Sarah and I have been watching on uh, on the YouTube uh, by Wendover Productions. the uh, The show called Jet Lag. Are you familiar with this? Mm-mm, never heard of it. These. Uh, Sam uh, from Wendover and a couple of his producers have have the show where they go around the, the world now, uh, and they play essentially games. Where they the the recent one just just watched the last episode of the season last night, and they were in New Zealand, and they they basically had broken into two different teams, and they had to do these challenges and turn the entire country into a board game map. And it was like a five day road trip, having to basically sightseeing New Zealand, but having to That's do different things cool. to achieve. Uh, but they've done. They've circled the world a couple of times on planes, uh, played Connect Four with the United States. So really, really neat YouTube series. So if you're if you're looking for something to do, you're about ready to finish Ted Lasso, and you're like, I'm I'm done. I've run out of things to do. Uh, really smart, uh, nerdy stuff that I think Dakota would like. 
It's my it's my recommendation from him for him. And if uh, if I'm Ben's sold. spending if Ben's spending 110 hours in the press and wants to wants something to watch, it's it's worth your time as well. So uh, with that, leave it. We'll leave it there. Next week we are on to a Tuesday night show because the our friends over at the Blue River Tap House have had their grand opening, uh, and I believe they are open Wednesdays through Sundays. So we shifted our day of the week to accommodate them so they could actually be a part of the show. So we will be a Tuesday show next week. Uh, so adjust your calendars and your schedules, and, and we get a long weekend. You get to do what you want to do on Thursday. Ben left the press early for us. That's spectacular. Mm-hmm. And, now he <laughs> needs, and now he gets to go, by, go on down there and see if make sure it got locked up correctly. Yeah, I got yeah. a missed call, a couple missed calls <laughs> from, from our, our lead barista who's over there, so... We'll see what the fire is. We'll see what's see what's left of the coffee shop. If it's still standing, go see him tomorrow. With that, we will catch you guys next week.